Okay, hi everybody. The podcast is on purpose, and we are your hosts. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me is somebody who has always been my favorite Chicago Tribune columnist, but today it is heightened. It just got bigger. <laughs> Heidi Stevens. Hi, John. Hi, Heidi. How are you? <laughs> what did I What did I do today? So today, <laughs> today, um, you wrote the most beautiful column. Um, and you were talking about, and we'll be brief about this, but you were talking about a boy in Naperville here mm -hmm. who took his life uh, jumping off a parking garage a couple of years ago yeah. under circumstances that involved the police and uh, school administrators, and he was alone and left. Yeah. And so a super tragic story. And you and I talked recently, and I shared with you that that's exactly how my brother died by suicide, yeah. which is honestly a phrase I still have to hold on to, you yeah. know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to committed. That's a hard phrase for me to remember, even though I like it way better. Mm -hmm. You know, if it suits our situation, mm -hmm. I know way better. Mm -hmm. um, and so we talked and you, oh, your, your tribute to this boy and my brother ruined me. It is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful to you. Oh, I really am. You. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for trusting me enough to not only share your story and your brother's story with me, but then let me write about it. It's very different to just talk to a friend about something painful that you've been through and that you're still processing um, and and then to allow them to shape it into a piece of writing that lots of people are going to see is a whole other level of trust. So I'm very grateful to well, you for that. And for those who read this, and I encourage you to read it and if you click on it and you can't, subscribe to the freaking Tribune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this works, right? I like that. <laughs> and, and, and read this beautiful piece. And, um, uh, and keep in mind, and this is true, when I was talking to Heidi, it was after uh, an end of a, a long day on my end. I truly believe I was speaking nonsense, and I think dropping <laughs> f-bombs, speaking in tongues. I don't, I, and and somehow what's on the page, I'm kind of like, oh, that's beautiful. I'm so glad she attributed that to me. <laughs> you said all those things. I recorded it. I can play it back for you. Um, well, no, I I just I. You know, I was heartbroken by the story from the beginning when it first, you know, Stacey St. Clair first reported it more than two years ago. And, and it's back in the news now because the governor just signed a new law requiring a parent or guardian or trusted advocate to be present when a kid is accused of a crime and being questioned by police on school grounds. And I wanted to focus people's attention on that for more than a second, you yeah. know, more than a day, which is kind of what happens with news now, right? You read it, you move on. You read it, you move on. And on this one, I wanted to linger a little bit longer, and I wanted to talk to someone who could help me understand maybe, um, you know, as much as we can ever get inside someone else's head, what might have been going through a 16-year-old boy's mind yeah. when he decided, um, you know, my life ending is better than the alternative. Um, and and I knew that you would be able to help me understand that from a clinician standpoint, but then to also share what your family endured. Um, just I'm just very grateful for that. And I think that people 
um, I hope that people read it and understand Corey and yeah. Tom and suicide maybe a little bit better than they would have otherwise. I totally agree. And I think the, the your point is a perfect one. I, I think it's lingering on it for a moment, right? So you see this headline pass by, and this is what happened with me the other day, you know, and I've kind of got um, really strong feelings about this story, but I kind of breeze past the headline, oh, good, Some a, a parent a or law. a guardian, somebody mm-hmm. has to be, there's a law, something mm-hmm. changed. And then I paused on it. I'm like, that's great. I'm not sure it's comprehensive. I'm not sure. So, and, and, and I may or may not be right, but I think it's important for us to think about it because more and more of our kids are super stressed and feel suicidal more frequently. So the more we do, um, preventive work on that, the more we talk to our kids about it, you know, like I am hoping that people share your piece with their kids, Yeah. you know, and that might feel like, Ooh, that's real heavy. I don't know if I want to do that. <clears throat> I encourage it. And and, yeah. you, it, and kids are not so suggestible that, you know, you're going, they're going to start thinking about suicide just because you've shown them a piece. Right. Yeah. Right. And I do think, um, you know, what, what we as, as readers and citizens as, and parents have an obligation to do is take things like new legislation, um, you know, stories that, could be a blip. I mean, is a law going to change the suicide rate, you know, on its own? Probably not. Probably but not. I think that, you know, it reminds me a little bit about of a story I was writing last week about female genital mutilation, which was gut-wrenching to mm-hmm. to report out and write about. Um, but, you know, one of the one of the experts I was talking to from Northwestern said, you know, that Yes, there's a new law in place that removes the statute of limitations for prosecuting practitioners who do this to girls. Um, but what we also need is like a campaign to roll out yep. alongside this law, right? So when there's a new law, when there's a new thing in the news, I don't think we can just let that thing stand on its own, right? It's on us to talk about it and spread it around and have a discussion with our kids about it and do what we can to say, like, okay, there's a law in place. That on its own isn't going to do much. Right. Talking about the fact that there's a law in place, talking about what we do in light of this new law, talking about what the specifics of this new law are, talking about why it's important that this law exists, that kind of stuff has to be on all of us, right? That can't just be like, well, legislators need to do their jobs, right? Or like aldermen need to do their jobs or like, okay, but we need to do our jobs too as citizens, as readers, as parents, as children. Totally. We outsource way too much. And kind of passively hope, like, oh, maybe that'll solve the problem, right? right. Uh, but that that story um, has probably stuck with everybody who had who who read it, and that is something I I would assume that part of your point is this is happening. This right. you know this is happening here, and we should be attending to this and making yeah. sure this doesn't happen, right? right? So, despite the fact that there's a law, or on top of the fact that there's a law. I want to start a discussion yep. too, right? So, right. Th- so that we don't just turn our minds off to this and act as if it's not happening because oh, somebody's doing something. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking it's solved, you know, and we don't inform ourselves very well, and we want to move on and feel like we've done somehow our due diligence without doing anything. Right. Just because we read a story about it. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think I think the idea of citizenship, which 
this is so not what we were going to talk about. <laughs> but and well, maybe, but, but and we may be headed toward the weirdest segue ever in the history of podcasting. But the idea of citizenship, I think, is no small thing. One thing I love about working with young people is they take that word seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they feel like showing up at the march or yes. you know or or showing up going down to Springfield and talking to legislators you know yes. i love that you yep. know like let's get a bunch of people and let's get a bus and let's do the thing totally and i think more of us could learn from that yep. and i think people are getting better at that in some ways yep. i think the women's marches and and then you know uh, some of the me too stuff that people have been doing ha- has changed some of the dynamics yeah the parkland kids yes. i mean how many school walkouts have there been in oh, the last man. year you know i mean yeah it is you feel like there's hope um, yeah. At the same time as I mean, I, because I was just writing this story about the Naperville boys suicide, I was looking up statistics and they're saying that, um, you know, this Journal of American Medical Association statistics said that youth suicide is at the highest rate it's ever been since they started recording yeah. that data. Yeah. Um, I, I had to research that. I I think I looked at like four or five different studies because I thought it feels hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's across the board. It's, I mean, you know, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, That's there's true. data. Yeah. Um, so it feels like, you know, young people are at the same time as they're more energized and more willing to try to affect change than we may have been at their age. They're also um, really beaten down and burdened by the landscape they're growing up in, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're affected by what's happening in part because they know what's happening. Like right. if you think about— They're realistic about it. Yeah, they're realistic and they're informed. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think about often um, my dad and I would in the morning read the paper and mm-hmm. I would read the sports page and he wanted— all he would do is know the sports— headlines so mm. that when he went to the gym he could say uh-huh. so he knew what team was in season so he could say how right. about those yeah. fill in the blank Chicago team <laughs> and then let the other guy just go right he, he didn't care nothing. about sports he, he just wanted him. to fit he, in right. okay um I and like so that. I was not a very well-informed kid yeah uh now I work with kids who get up in the morning and they'll look at the top five from the New York Times and they'll listen to podcasts about like literally news what's going on yeah for real in the world. You in know? the world. In the world. Not just in their school. No. I can't I can't I can't break news to June. I come home two stories recently that I was working on, I was like, oh I can't wait to talk to June about this when I get home. The first one was the Glenbard East dress code thing. I'm yeah. like, babe, listen to this story. You know, at Glenbard East, she's like, I know orange t-shirts. I'm like, what? you know, what do you mean? Like, I, had, I, I hadn't posted the story. She didn't, like, Google me or something. Right, she, right, right. she already knew that at Glenbard East, <laughs> someone was going around and taking the girls in tank tops and making them wear orange t-shirts. She already knew it. That's amazing. Then, the other day, we were building an Ikea desk together for her new room because we're switching bedrooms around in my house because my stepson left for college. And, uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, 
listen to the latest like dress code insanity. This boy in Texas, and she's like, "Oh my God, were they colored in a scalp?" I was like, <laughs> "Shut up! Why do you already know everything?" <laughs> they take all the good stuff away, right? You think you got like this big win? I'm, They're not gonna believe this, June. I'm gonna have a deep parenting moment. <laughs> I can't have them because you already know everything. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they are like voracious readers. It's true. Uh, I mean, I don't know if she's on NewYorkTimes.com reading about it. It right. might just be like somebody's Insta post mentioned yeah, or, it or something. Or, yeah, but... and Reddit and like kids get news from all over the place. But they and... get it. Yeah. Yeah. So my day usually goes like this. So I get to work, let's say I start at nine and my world is a news vacuum from about nine till three. Okay. And then kids start coming in yeah. you know, um, after school. And it's kind of like a news digest for me. Like, yeah. you know, I find out that Andrew Luck retired and right. I, then I, like I, <laughs> all this stuff comes to me and I have like, I get really sound opinions yeah. on like what this is all about. Like, did you know Luck retired? Yeah. And, you know, like, I think it's pretty smart, man. You know, like one more concussion and who knows, you know, like smart guy and he's got all the money in the world. And Okay, good. I'm glad that was a reaction was the, you heard. That was the bit. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Not a Colts fan, I, I would assume, but I, I don't remember. But... Didn't have him on his fantasy no. team. No, 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 right. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, there was one funny story. The first the first kid who told me about this, it was Monday. Um, I had not read your story yet. Um, but uh, he said, um, so we have this uh, bunch of guys get together, and they pick their fantasy teams. And uh, this one kid we knew he his phone was taken away because he had a jewel at school the first day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so um, we let him have the first pick because we knew he was a Colts fan and he picked Aww. Andrew Luck. <laughs> and we all know what he doesn't know. Oh, <laughs> insult to injury! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This poor kid. I Although know. he shouldn't be jeweling, but uh, exactly yeah. that's on him. Right, <laughs> right, right. Quit jeweling, kids. Come on. Yeah, it even ruined your fantasy. League. Right. And in fairness, to, to add a little something to that. The um, the deaths by juuling, oh uh, by vaping and juuling, this insanity. Um, I learned about this from kids. Yeah, yeah. Who you know, a lot of them are trying to build a case like this isn't that big a deal, but a couple have come in and said, "Oh, this might be a problem." Well, there's what like 150 kids hospitalized right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I posted something. I post about juuling about once every two weeks because good. They they have these ads. Jewel, this just is now. This is a bitch session. I like, we're just that, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jewel puts an ad in the papers. The Sun Times here. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a Jewel ad in the in the uh, yeah I think trip. We, yeah, we okay. have them. Mm-hmm. So and and they're full page ads that say you know yep. we've got to stop these kids from jeweling. Mm-hmm. And yet that's the only market they have. You know, like this isn't about stopping people, adults quitting smoking. This isn't what happens with jewels. Right. Kids, you smoke them. So it makes me incensed that that's the, that's the take they're, they're, they're taking. But kids are well aware of that too. And mm-hmm. they, they um, are smart and discerning. And I think we have a lot to learn from them about advocacy and learning what's going on and, um, and acting on that to yeah. some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk about the thing we were going to talk about. We, do, uh, <laughs> we still have time. We, listen, do you want to? We'll do. Let's do an absolutely wild, awkward transition here. Okay, so we were. What do you gonna... think about couples? <laughs> these couples, days, yeah. Couples these days. No, well, we were when I came in. I was joking. So this is a week that my husband's traveling, and he travels a you know fair bit for work. Not a ton. He's not a pilot or a you know 
consultant who has to travel constantly. But this is the one area of our marriage that I think both of us would admit is trips us up the most. And and I take full responsibility for being the one who struggles with it um, more. And I, you know, I'm I'm working on it. I, I, I think I bring like childhood stuff to it because my dad was a pilot. So he missed stuff, you know, that I probably on some level, even if I didn't recognize it, wanted him there for, I'm, you know, I had a first marriage where my husband was, you know, really never around for the marriage stuff or the parenting stuff. So I'm bringing a lot to this. Yeah. That I'm, I'm putting a lot on Michael that has nothing to do right. with Michael. It's Heidi uh, context brought to our marriage. Exactly. Right? Yes, yes. Exactly. And so we've really had to um, work hard together and with counselors on, you know, not sort of um, resenting each other around his work travel, which is, you know... It's pretty cool work travel. I remember, I mean, he's usually at like, you know, an international film festival, right? right? Like he's in Cannes or he's in Venice or he's in Toronto. Like these are cool things. Yes. And I love I want to go to those. Right. (laughs) And I don't want to be a person who like reigns all over cool things in his life. Right. Right. And I remember reading um, a book. I can't remember the exact title, but it was something about like how to not hate your husband after your kids are born or something like that. And um, sounds accurate. Yeah. What? <laughs> so I, I read it cover to cover. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, um, one of the things, one of her tips, which I loved, was um, don't pee on the gift. So don't like you know if your husband and I and you can reverse, you could do any gender here. If you it could be two husbands, it could be two wives. It could be don't if your spouse comes to you and says, like, I'm meeting friends out on Thursday, don't be like, oh, cool, have fun. And then when they come home (laughs) from meeting friends out, you're all pissy and, like, you know, resentful that they went out and met friends when... Right. It's a bait and switch. It's right. A, it's a bait and switch. Yeah, Don't yeah. do that. Like either say like, oh, Thursday's bad because we've got the thing and the thing. Yeah. And I've got a long day before that. Like, can Maybe you, next week. Could you do next week? Mm-hmm. Don't be like, yeah, great. And then be mad. Don't pee on the gift. Such a great point. I think it's a really good point. Yeah. It really resonated with me because sometimes like, you know, something might have sounded fine when we first talked about it. And then later I feel like it's not. And so then my mood has changed. Well, that's not really fair. If you haven't brought the person up to speed, like, oh, you know what? I actually thought Thursday was going to be fine, but it's not. Or like, you know what? I actually was super excited for you that you're going to Cannes. But now that I realize it overlaps with, you know, us getting a new roof and 19 piano lessons at the same time as baseball. Like can't now, happen or now, I'm not happy yeah, about it. Now, yeah. now we need to like regroup and talk about hiring some help or, right. or you know, something like now we got a problem solved. Yeah. Like if you're not having those conversations with the other person, you're just being angry and mad. Is right. that doing anybody any good? Nope. Right. Nope. So I, this is a, this is something I'm evolving on and, and working on. And I just, you know, I brought it up to you because you work with couples yes. and I'm always fascinated by like how couples who have a lot of travel in their lives and it can be either partner, um, how they make that work in a like sort of seamless or at least, you know, less tense. It's it's amazing. Way. because No, I totally get it because it is a big thing in 
any marriage or relationship I work with ever where there's travel involved that's, I was going to say significant, but it doesn't have to be very frequent to be an issue right. that we talk about, right? And um, and somehow this issue in particular, and it doesn't have to be film festivals, you know, it can be like, you know, oh, you're, you're going to the um, uh, trade show mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, the outskirts of Denver. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be here, you know, right. taking care of whatever. All you get this to other sleep crap. in a bed that someone else yes, makes. You don't right. have to make anyone a snack. You yeah. don't have to drive anyone anywhere. Like, even though it's work, it yeah. can feel like to the partner at home yep. a vacation. Right, right. And sometimes it feels to like that to the partner going away. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, like. This is the agreement we have, right? That mm-hmm. one of us is going to do this and one of us is going to do that. And I really do like that. That is fun for me. Yeah. And that creates like more like, oh, well, screw you. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. I don't get like the money thing is now irrelevant and yeah. you get to sleep in the bed. You right. know, that doesn't feel fair. <laughs> Where's the equity in this? And right. I think where we run into trouble as couples is looking for equity, looking yeah. for an even playing field because – you're never going to find that. You know, like the, my first few sessions with any couple is trying to train that out of them. And we all do this. Like this, there's, there's something really natural in relationships about like weighing like, OK, well, what are you getting and what am I getting? And yeah. does it feel fair um, instead of like I, you talked about friendship right. being kind of a primary thing in your couplehood. And in, if you use that as your guide, then you're happy when your partner's happy, right? Uh, just just as happy as you would be for if, a friend, yeah, for yeah. a friend or right. for yourself, right? Yeah, um, I think the, I, I mean, I, I, I hesitate to, to take equity out of the picture, but I think where what trips us up is when it becomes a competition, yeah. right? So like, I want, I, I, I really want to value his happiness and health and career advancement as much as I value mine. And I think he would say the same, that he values my happiness and health and career advancement and all that as much as he values his. And I, and I, I actually really believe that about us. I, I believe um, you believe that. Yes. And, um, I think what, I think what happens and, and travel just brings it all to the surface is like, um, is, is one person getting more of that stuff than the other? So I guess it is about equity, but it, it feels like a competition because for me and what we were talking about before we started recording is like Michael and I are very good at starting from a place of friendship and 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 um, reflexively going to a place of friendship, right? So like my example was... Reflexively going to a place I think of friendship. So. That's pretty good. I think we do. Yeah. I think we do. I think because... Um, you know, often the example I gave earlier was like, you know, if one of us says like, oh my God, I'm so tired instead of the other one going like, oh, oh, you're tired. Right. Do you know what time I got up yesterday, today, what time I'm going to go tomorrow? Do you know how late I stayed up working? Like, instead of doing that, both of us, I think would go like, oh, so am I, when can we sleep in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like. Shoot, let's try to get a hotel in a couple weeks and like what where can we send the kids like we start we go to like okay we're both tired like let's fix this together right for each other like let's commiserate yeah the way if 
my best friend texted me like, oh, I'm so tired. I wouldn't be like, oh, you're tired. <laughs> I would be like, girl, I'm so tired. I get it. Yep. Remember when we were 20 and we weren't tired? Like we would just, you know, you send each other a gif and then that's it. And that's and pretty healing. Like that it's might healing. be all, it's all you can do and it's pretty good. Right. Right. It's and, something. And so that's what I think we both try to do in this marriage and we're pretty good at it, partly because, you know, these are not our first marriages and right. we married each other a little older and we're not, you know, I think we're just a little better at it than we used to be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I sure, I sure am. I can speak for myself and say that. Um, on the travel thing, I don't do as well. Yeah. I don't. I don't do as well at just like being his friend about it. I do the like, okay, so... Have fun eating with Liam Neeson. I'll be <laughs> cleaning up the dog's shit and then driving someone to baseball. And then I'll be like, I do that. And it's, like we were saying, I Heidi, it's it. for better or worse. And <laughs> Liam Neeson is a little better He's than cleaning little... up the dog shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed no. to tell me things I don't already know. No, it, it, I, I think travel makes the differences super stark. Yeah. So like the day to day, um, it's kind of like, oh, well, one of us is going to an office or both of us. Like, you know, in your case, you're both going to offices and you're both doing work and you're both cranking stuff out. Right. The same office. Same office. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you guys can see each other. Like, you know, like if Michael weren't working, you could throw something at right. him. <laughs> um, and that's actually the dynamic Julie and I have, too, where we're like working across the hall from each other yeah. a lot of the time. Um, but I, I think it travel takes that friendship piece out of it a little bit and it makes it real stark like oh wow you know like you're at a nice restaurant you know be, even if you're just like it's work you're taking care of clients yeah. or whatever or Liam Neeson right but, but it's work right and I hope he's not taking care of Liam Neeson well, <laughs> This is going to get real complicated. Right, this is not what I <laughs> intended at all. Anyway. He's palling around. Okay, he's, palling. Ha- he's interviewing. Got it. Interviewing. interviewing. Is that yeah. benign? And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Liam Neeson needs to be taken care of as much as anybody. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it, it, it makes the differences far more abundantly right. clear. And, right. you know, it's like, oh, what a clean, nice you know, um, f- French life you have right Restful. now for this. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, you get to, you're, you're putting on your seersucker and you're taking a boat to the thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, and I think that that makes it harder yeah. to, to bridge the divide. But the important thing to do, I think, is to step back and talk about how you want the whole thing to be. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I always mm-hmm. want couples to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie and I were were in a period at the beginning of the year where um, we were putting this book together, right? And we were editing, and, and we took Memorial Day weekend and basically 100 straight hours. Oof. And together we edited, and there were times we were at each other's throats, and there were times we were like, hey, let's throw this friggin' thing away yeah. and never look at it again. <laughs> like, let's just go out to dinner like people do yeah. instead of doing this. And then it, so we would take these breaks and just talk about, like, Wait, what do we want? What do we want for each other? What do we want for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Does this does this fulfill that in any way? You know, like, and then you can kind of get find your way back, but um, but That's without so smart. without that moment, you know what I mean? You can't find your way back if you're stuck in the 
day-to-day, even if the day-to-day involves travel, yeah. uh, it does become kind of a tit-for-tat like, you know, well, you're you're winning. I'm losing and you're winning and this yeah. is unfair and, you know, we have to find a way to even the playing field. Yeah. And I don't. I think that game can never be quite won. I don't think you can ever fix that. You're exactly so right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, because the numbers are never going to even out. And actually, if you win the game... You've actually lost. Well, you both lose. You both lose. Yeah. There's not really an actual winner. Now, that's yeah. that's one of the that's one of the things about marriage or intimate relationships in general that I think is easy to forget because we get territorial and we get angry and we get bitter, and um, and I see this all the time. I do think, and we probably don't have time to cover this today, <laughs> but I do think we men are sometimes worse at this than women. I, I because we're not great validators we there is some and maybe this goes way way maybe this goes back ten thousand years mm-hmm. but there is this part of us that wants to win and i notice this sometimes in the men i work with hmm. at, where it's like you know yeah but you know i want to be you know i want to be playing tennis i want to be you know i want to be doing something fun or i don't want to be held accountable if i'm traveling or if i'm the one driving the kids to school I want that to count for something on the other side. I uh-huh. want to win something good for that. Yeah. 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 I want it, my Omaha steaks right. or whatever it is. <laughs> Where's my parade? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. That is always the parade. I want confetti. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the competitive streak, I got to say, and I, I hate to really look too hard into gender differences, especially in children, because I think a lot of it's just stereotypes and bullshit that we put on kids. But like that's true. When my son and his friends are together, I mean they are all over each other about who's winning and who's yeah, best yeah, yeah. and who's a god and who's a beast. And yep, you know yep. <laughs> I mean they can like bunt a ball and be like, oh beast mode of the bunt and you're like it was a bunt. Okay, great. Good for you. And my daughter and her friends are more like, um, oh, my gosh, you look so good. That's so <gasps> those shorts are so cute on you. Oh, my God. That was a perfect big hit. Like they praise each other. Yep, yep. And, and then if the one compliments the other, like you look amazing. No, I don't like they're You know, they're and the boys are like, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. And the yep, girls yep. and I don't know. I'm raising them the same. And that's still happening. So like, yeah, so there is some. Fundamental differences. Something the world is telling them or something yep. their genetics are telling them. I don't know, something. But, like, it's it starts early. It does. I- I'm laughing because um, a couple of years ago I worked with this gay couple. And um, and they both ha- they both always had the same argument against each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they effectively did similar things for a living. They both traveled. Um, and they had children. Uh, and And... So their arguments were always these kind of almost hilarious non-starters where we'd all be laughing after yeah. a couple of minutes <laughs> because they'd be both bitching about exactly the same thing to each other. So I almost think there's a gender thing even when you bring in preference in, right. into the equation. There's like these guys are trying to win and they're like, you know, nobody's winning because right. they're both trying. we both need to win. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. So, well, I do like the idea of pausing. Yeah. And taking the long view, which yep. is something we've we're That's what we talk about, about all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and one other weird note about the travel thing is I have known and worked with couples, and you probably have too, where that 
the travel thing works for them. Yeah. Like, you know, that that separation somehow. Right. You need uh, a little distance yeah, from each other. And, that, and so, like, you know, um, the idea of of she quitting her job at the law firm or, or him quitting his job at the bank would not work for them. It's right. like, no, no, no. you're going to work work till you're 90 because yeah. we're going to fall apart. This ratio of time together works just great. Re- yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there's... There's that, and that's an enviable spot in a weird way, right? If you find something that's just like, okay, somehow we the, the, the scales are perfectly balanced here for us. Yeah. But for most of us, I think we have a negotiating that we have to do and yeah. a long view we have to take. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think for me, and maybe this is true for other people too, I think the, the solution has to be, you know, um, find, identify what actually is bothering me about him being gone. And if it's, you know, if it's logistical stuff, like, well, then, you know, I actually have too many things to get done in a day than one human can do. Or, you know, three people need to be at three different places and I'm only one grown up. Right. Um, Then the solution doesn't have to be like, oh, well, I guess you don't get to travel anymore. The solution can be like, okay, let's ask a neighbor to drive someone somewhere. Let's hire a nanny with a driver's license. Let's, you know, say you don't get to go to practice that week. Like there are, you know, there are a number of steps that could be taken before like, you know, the traveling spouse doesn't get to do his or her travel, right? Yes. And um, something you said just rang a big bell with me. What a non-traveling parent wants a lot of the time is the let's. In other words, let's not make the whole agenda of everything that happens with, especially if we've both got kids, you know, maybe from different marriages or something, let's not make that my thing because Mm -hmm. you're traveling. Let's sit down and figure out together logistically how this goes instead of like, you're free as a bird. Right. You don't have to do any of that. It's and on I me have to, to figure all it all out. This, you know, yeah. like, and there, what if a wrench comes into the works? What right. if there's another kid involved and the car's not big enough? You know, there's right. all sorts of things that can happen. Right. And or I, your it, car's in the shop. My car's in the shop this week because somebody hit me in a parking lot last week. They left a note on the windshield. So oh, they did? Yeah. That's I know. Very, I love that. I know. It was really nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you were still but, alive, it would have been my father, by the way. he <laughs> That was his a hobby. Hitting people's cars <laughs> hitting and cars leaving in notes? parking lots. And wow. leaving notes. Yes, he was very gracious about it, but he never drove more than about 19 miles an hour, uh, and he just hit things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, life throws stuff at you, yeah. and, you know, when one yeah. person's out of time. So, anyway, yes. But I you think... want to know you have a partner, even when that partner isn't right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's still all of your stuff to make sure it yeah. gets... Yes. Yeah. The project to, is ours. The, yes. gro- the, the 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 family, the the marriage. This is our thing, not my thing. While you're gone. Yes. Yeah. And and to flip that on its head too, the other person's happiness and career fulfillment is ours as yeah. well, yeah. right? Like I want Michael to be happy at, in life. I want him to like what he does for a living. I want him to be good at what he does for a living. And so you know that is going to require him to go see things, you yes, know, yes. In, in other places. And that means travel. And so, like, I can big picture it yep. um, when I'm feeling, you know, gracious. And then I can get petty about it when I'm not. But I'm re- I, I am really working on it. And I will just say for the record, because I should, that Julie Duffy is super invested in my 
not just feeling fulfilled, but joyful. Mm -hmm. Like this is a big thing for her. Like, you know, I want you to feel joy every day. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, and I so appreciate that. I, um, I probably have to get better in reciprocating that Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but, um, but I deeply appreciate that. And I think that's a great place to come from. You know what I mean? It's a it's really kind good of this, model. It's, it, 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 it's, um, it washes you over with this goodwill. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think we like to know, like, somebody's really got my back here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, um, even if I'm having a bad day, I can just write that to her. Yeah. And I feel like nothing, now it's out there. Yeah. And I hope it's not too much of a burden Julie, (laughs) maybe I write that every day. I don't know. (laughs) But no, that, I think that's part of it too, is the shared experience, whether it's good or bad. You know, I would assume that if Michael and Liam Neeson were having lunch, Uh you'd want a picture of that maybe like, or you'd celebrate that for him. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, We've covered some ground, man. We, I mean, we were all over the place today. <laughs> and we took a hard left. I mean, like right in the middle. Yeah. So hopefully that didn't like, there was no whiplash caused by any listeners. Right. <laughs> um, thank you I for think li- they've actually yeah. come to expect this from us. I think you? so too. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. they went where? Well, yeah, it's on brand. Yeah. If you're yeah. expecting something <laughs> linear and on topic. And Wrong no- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find Joe Rogan or something. He'll... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Are we done? I think, I think we're, we're done. done. I think we we're... hung out, by the way. We hung out. Uh, we hung out with you and Michael yeah, and with Bella and Andrew, and we had a great time. It was that was so, so fun. So fun. Yeah. 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 So we'll do that again. And now you have glasses on me for. Oh my Michael's. God! <laughs> Just as a brief note, so Michael has these glasses, um, and and Julie was smart enough to know. That I knew, she knew I wanted them. Uh, <laughs> like if Michael and I had the same prescription, he wouldn't be able to see yeah. Liam Neeson right now. <laughs> like, vaguely looks familiar. Yeah. I think he might be famous. Julie would have stolen them. And and Michael's glasses. Just as a side note, because I get kind of obsessed with this style stuff. His glasses are. He he opened this whole new world to me because apparently at the glasses place there's a drawer yeah. of stuff that people don't typically buy right and oftentimes it's industrial right like safety safety goggles, goggles right yeah. but, but he's got glasses that used to have these like plastic side pieces so that iron <laughs> filings couldn't fly in your face and he could take his glasses off and did it more than once to show off this point and toss them onto the table like toss them easily like uh up in the air, right. down onto the table. Crash. I arc. Yeah. And to prove th- these glasses are indestructible. And they look cool, right? And, and, super cool. More importantly. Super hip, super cool. Yeah. And I want them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, he did leave a comment on my Facebook post telling me where to find them. Okay, so good. I'm very grateful to Michael oh, for taking his time out and, uh, and to Liam for giving me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you even wear glasses? I do. I'm wearing oh. contacts now. Okay. But I want to have hip glasses, and you know, and Michael's messed with me. Yeah. You know. Okay. And that's. I, I was glad I didn't see his shoes or Andrew's because yeah. <laughs> I, that messes with me too. Like the whole, I have problems in this regard. Yeah, you're gonna walk in here one week with 
the oh yeah, on. I'm gonna be I'm gonna, gonna be dressed know. like your husband, yeah. and it's gonna feel like that movie. Uh, what was the movie where single white female? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you warned me. <laughs> you'll you'll know it when you see it. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. This is on purpose. We will talk to you next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs>